Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Toby Altizer is a big WWE fan. Oh, big time. What did you think about that finish between Liv and Ronda Rousey? Um, How should I feel about it? You should feel, well, I don't think you should feel like how Dave feels, but. Well, you, you tell me, and that's how I feel. Did you see the end yet? No. Of the whole thing? No. Oh, my God. Brock Lesnar. I'm going to show you. You guys will hear the audio, but I got to show. I got to show it to you. It's I amazing. I don't feel like I'm going to care all that much. I, but. No, you'll actually like this. My buddy showed it to me yesterday. I didn't care. And, the, like, just wait. Just wait till you see this. All right, so Brock, Brock Lesnar and Roman. And then we'll get off wrestling, I promise you. Please. Brock, Brock Lesnar and uh, Roman Reigns fought for, like, the 90th time. And it was the last man standing match. And so the match ended with Lesnar getting a tractor and then pushing the ring. Get the hell out of there! Brock Lesnar just moved the entire And Roman's on the ring. God almighty, what the hell is Lesnar doing? Anything he wants! Rangers at the top of the ring, he falls out of it. That's amazing. That is pretty good. I'll give you that one. That's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. Thanks, buddy. How you doing? Not too bad. How about you? Good. Are you on the show anymore, or is it? What is going on? I have no idea. I have no idea. Like, uh, like I said with Peter Bukowski, I said something. He said, "I'm never coming on Bart's show again." I said, "Well, neither am I." Yeah. Well. It's good to see you. But anyway. it's, it's not that big a deal because you're going national. I, I did two national shows. <laughs> I, told, how, how, I told Toby this. I texted you this the other day. Remember that uh, Lakers guy? I forgot his name. Andre Ingram, I believe. Yeah, was his name. I'm Andre Ingram. Who's Andre Ingram? He was a career G leaguer. And at age 35, the Lakers are like, ah, we suck. He can play for five games. <laughs> and he did. And then you never heard from him again. So that's kind of, I feel like I'm getting my, like, hey, nice, you know, nice job. Uh, do this a little bit, and then. Uh, Here, we'll throw you a bone. Yeah, we'll throw you a bone. <laughs> Zach Gelb's off. It's middle of summer. No one's listening. It's All Friday other night. 15 options said no, so. Uh, yeah, everyone else said no. We're running out of options here, so. Yeah. Bart Winkler, I think he's free. Yeah, Bart Winkler, you're free. Uh, you might as well do it. Yeah, and you work for free. <laughs> yeah, work for free. Actually, we're going to charge him to do this. We'll say, I don't know, it's. <laughs> And uh, experience or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's what... That's it sounded what good, though. I listened on Friday. It sounded good. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. One thing that I talked about a lot that night was Juan Soto. Yeah. And I'm still stunned. So my whole take was, 
You know, the last two times. I, so I've done Zach Gelb's show twice. Uh, almost three times, but just twice. <laughs> the first time, it was when Kevin Durant, real close to three, but didn't happen. The first time, Kevin Durant wanted to trade, and I was like, look, I don't know what you guys think, but I do not think the Nets should trade him. Why? Why would the Nets trade yeah, him? Yeah, you shouldn't. There's four years left on the deal. Even if he holds out, even if he holds out what he won't do, even if he holds out, the value you're still going to get for him is not going to decrease after a year. So don't trade him. Don't don't be don't be rushed to trade him. Don't no. trade him until you feel like you're getting good value in return. Just because you have to trade him. Yeah, and I feel like that's the same thing with Juan Soto. Juan yep. Soto not really talked about as a trade target for a while. He was you know as the centerpiece of Washington for the next decade. Then all of a sudden they offer him this monster deal. He says no. And that means he's on the trade block. So you go to the guy with a deal for 14 years. He says no. And suddenly that means, well, we got to trade him by the deadline. Yep. I exactly. don't understand the rush to it. There's two and a half years on his deal. Yeah. I mean, how much is the haul going to be different if they trade him now? Yes, you get three playoff runs with him if you trade him now. But how much different is it going to be if you only get two full years out of him? Especially if you're just going to trade him to one of these big markets that's going to sign him anyways. Right. And even that. You look at the teams that are in the sweepstakes. I think that like there's teams that take themselves out. So if the Brewers are going to trade Hater, or if they're going to trade whoever, they would only trade Hater if it's like for Juan Soto. But they're not going to do that in the middle yeah. of the season. And I think so. There's teams that are there's teams that are in on them. You know, like the Cardinals or the Padres or maybe not Seattle after their trade. But there's teams that there's teams that are in on them. But I don't think it's as many teams that will be in on him in the off season. Like, even the team that I brought up was Chicago Cubs. Mm -hmm. They're not going to trade for Juan Soto right now. Doesn't make any sense to. But in the offseason, when they retake stock of things and try to figure out and say, all right, maybe we build around this guy. We can give him an extension. We've yep. kind of been cheap for a while. Now, suddenly, there's another player in the mix as they build up their farm system. Maybe you can take from that. Oh. I just don't understand why there seems to be this rush for Washington to get rid of him unless they're going to sell the team and want him gone before that. But I don't even get the whole logic behind that. So I really don't get what your nationals well, are doing. Well, I, I don't either. I don't. But I did see that a guy we had on the big show a while back, Jesse Doherty, writes for the Washington Post. He tweeted out, interesting to hear national reporters starting to hedge on whether there will be a Juan Soto trade by Tuesday. From the national side, which is the side I know, my sense has always been that the ask would be extremely high and a deal has never been inevitable. And one of the things that you have to think about, too, if you're going to trade him in the middle of the season and you're the teams that are you know supposedly in on him are the Cardinals, the Padres, and the Dodgers. Well, none of those teams want to make their team worse to bring in Juan Soto. So they're not going to give up loads of major league talent or loads of prospects that could help them this year because they're trying to win a World Series this season and they have to be prepared to do it even if they bring in Juan Soto. So they can't necessarily, you know, sell everything to go get him. Whereas in the offseason, like you said, it could bring in more teams. A team might be willing to overpay a little bit because guess what? We can fill that hole that we just created because there's free agency, there's all types of other stuff going on, and you haven't started the season yet, so you can make other moves accordingly. If you do something right now and the trade deadline's tomorrow, and you lose a player that is going to be big time for you going down the stretch here, like if you were saying that the Brewers would have been in and they lost Josh Hader, well, I'm not trying to make a lateral move here. I'm trying to make my team better to try and win a World Series. If we're just moving laterally at this point, then I'll wait to the offseason and trade for him. There's two and a half years left on his deal. 
Yeah, so it's not like, and that's the other thing what too. What is the rush? I, I'm so glad you brought it up because you guys were talking about Woody when I was driving and I was listening, and you were talking about trading him. And sometimes, for whatever reason, I think this is more so a Milwaukee thing than a big picture thing because you brought up Judge with the Yankees. Sometimes you're better off just holding on to a dude and not getting anything in terms of prospects or players because you get a level of play on the field that you couldn't get from anyone else. That's why you can bring up trading Josh Hader and saying, well, we got to get something for him. What you're getting from him, at least until the last couple of weeks, is the best closer in baseball. What are you getting in return in terms of players? That's awesome. You got the 15th-ranked prospect or you got the you know 20th-ranked prospect. What happens when he doesn't pan out? I'd rather have the best closer in baseball. I'd rather have Brandon Woodruff, who's a solid major league starter, who's a proven all-star caliber starter. Why would I try and move something like that just because, well, I need to get a haul for him? No, you don't. Sometimes the level of play you get, you don't have to go get something else for him. All right, imagine this scenario. Imagine uh, Giannis Adetokounmpo plays next year. Bucks, you know, don't win, whatever. And uh, then he's got three years left on his deal. And at the trade deadline of the 2023-2024 season, we start talking about trading him. Yeah, yeah. He won you a championship, and he's got two and a half years on his deal. One's a player option, so we'll see. So maybe even this year. Maybe you assume he's going to deny the trade. What? What? Yeah, let's let's take the player option out of it. He's got three years left and then a player option. So at the halfway point of this year, the Bucks go to offer him a 10-year deal. He says, well, I mean, let's let's just play this one out for a little bit first. I'm not ready for 10 years. And then the Bucks are like, oh, all right, well, we're going to trade you. That would be the dumbest thing yeah. in the history of the league. Yes. And that is what the Nationals are doing. Only difference is the Bucks are good. The Nationals are the worst team in baseball. That's literally the only difference. But you're exactly right. I don't feel like we you have to trade him. If I were a new ownership group coming in, I would say, what kind of assets do the Nationals have right now? Uh, Soto. Um, nothing else. There is nothing else. So why would I want him traded? How am I going to sell tickets yeah, to someone? How many Nationals can I even name right now? They're starting people this week. Let me pull this up because this is what I... It's Ruiz, embarrassing. Corbin. Cabo Ruiz is nice. Josiah Gray is nice. They're starting... My Twitter won't load because our Wi-Fi is not good. All right, here we go. So this... They're starting... I'm rubbing off on you. <laughs> against the Mets. What, what Shay? Hold on. I... I take forever and you yell at me he takes forever and you laugh with him all right i see how it is go ahead well he's this a host, not, has nothing to do with you Toby. he's in a host this, role right now this has nothing to do with you you're, a producer. Okay? you're fine Girl. so this is who the nationals are starting <laughs> against the new york mets the new york mets patrick corbin Corey abbott and anibal sanchez you excited about that anibal sanchez still playing Corey abbott versus jacob Degrom tomorrow you watching that that's must watch tv is that jim's son Probably. I don't, I, I, like, what is going on in DC that makes you think, oh, yeah, let's trade off the only exciting player we have? I don't know. That sucks to root for him. I mean, you got your World Series and you beat us. So. Yeah. I do want to mention before the end of the show, uh, Bill Russell passing away. There was a great tweet. RIP, Mr. Russell, true legend. No black superstars ever spoken out more courageously and powerfully about race. 11 titles, five MVPs, a one and only. His wisdom and laugh will be missed. I wish I tweeted that. That was tweeted from Skip Bayless. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.